Hello, hello everybody. It is... Christ, I didn't even look. Thursday, November 8th. Thank you. You are. <laughs> you truly are a savior for me. I have no idea what I would do without you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely not the other way around considering, you know, you're who got me through my job and listens to my basically therapy sessions. Sure. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so We're codependent. It's fine. We, we are not <laughs> in our normal recording studio, unfortunately. Uh, they are doing software work on the computers we normally work on, and so we're in a makeshift recording area right now. Yeah, it's an interesting situation. Yeah. We embrace challenges. <laughs> <laughs> we're embracing the difficulty that this is presenting to us. The difficulty of actually having to hold my mic right. instead of sitting here lazily. Wow, that sounds super challenging. You know what? Life can be hard. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally understand. I mean, it has been... Um, it has been a hectic couple of hours trying to figure all this out yeah, and for sure. get everything organized and get comfortable. I shouldn't say get comfortable. Get into <laughs> a recording area and get the equipment that we needed. In. It, it has been hectic, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, definitely. Um, but with that being said, we don't have our normal editing software, which nope. is awesome. Um, so we get to do this all in one take. Yeah. All right. Let's it's going to be really interesting. All in one take. Goes. We'll give it a whirl. Um, so let's start. Mm-hmm. You and I both wanted to talk about this. We have shot countless texts back and forth about this. Yes. Kansas football. It is. Uh, so it's finally an interesting time to be a Jayhawk football fan. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I like that spin on things. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Kansas has just fired their head coach or announced that they'll be firing at the end of the season or uh, what is the term parting ways <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah. we'll be parting ways with like something like that um, their head coach David Beatty uh, he was like 6 and 36 yeah. on his career here nothing to shout at I mean nothing great um, yeah. for me it's like I never want to see a guy lose his job and I hate that this is the way that things have to go in the sports world but I think it was time to move on yeah and i agree with you i think it was um it was a circumstance where you know he had four years Mm -hmm. the results weren't there yeah i he didn't walk into a good situation no definitely not and let's just be clear about that he didn't walk into some perfect situation and then destroy it he walked into a fire (laughs) Uh, he walked into a house fire with a blanket and they were like put it out yeah and that that's I, I don't think he was ready for this job. And I, I think he's a good guy and I think he's a good recruiter, mm-hmm. but I don't think he was ready. He was a wide receivers coach from Texas A and M who got thrown into a power five head coaching job. Yeah. And I don't I don't think he was ready. Yeah, I mean I agree. It sucks that this is the situation, but this is the situation. I mean, there's really hardly anything else I can say. Right. Other than I, it's really disappointing because, of course, everyone wanted him to do well. But it wasn't like... He, I don't think that... I agree. I don't think he was ready. I don't think that he necessarily had all the tools that he needed to coach mm-hmm. a winning team. Especially from the situation he went into. Well, and I, I don't think... I think it was a circumstance where, unfortunately, I think KU didn't have the money to, like... I think there was just coming out of the Charlie Weiss situation. We're paying that out. Yeah. We're like trying to figure out, you know, a coaching option where it's like, okay, we aren't going to spend the money 
like as much money because mm-hmm. he wasn't paid like enormous sums no. to be KU's coach. He was paid a lot, but he wasn't paid like in the grand scheme of Power Five coaching. He really wasn't that highly paid, right? When compared to others, um, and, and so it's one of those things where, you know, the results weren't there. KU, he was sort of. It felt like me for me. He was a placeholder until we could find something better. And, you know, if it worked out, great. If it didn't, it wasn't anything that was going to surprise anybody. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think that's definitely fair to say. Right. And so now we're in a very interesting position (laughs) with Kansas Athletics. Because if you're unfamiliar, Kansas has hired a new athletic director by the name of Jeff Long. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeff Long was the AD at Arkansas. Um, he was sat on the college football playoff committee. This is a esteemed person and someone who has been very successful in the college athletic space. He has a pre-existing relationship with Les Miles. They worked together while Les was at Michigan. They, you know, have remained friends apparently, uh, to this day. I am very, very excited. Yeah, that's just music to every Kansas fan's ears. Right. I- I'm very excited for the prospect of head coach Les Miles at Kansas. Yeah, I think that would be incredible. I think that this is a guy who could turn the program around with the success that he's had in the college football world, winning a national championship. Like, you can't really ask for a better person to be in this position. Mm-hmm. And I think... Uh, the one pitfall is recruiting, right? Well, it, it, and people say that. Mm-hmm. People say the pitfall for him is recruiting because he doesn't doesn't necessarily have the strongest ties here or there or wherever. Yeah. Like they're saying, I saw one report that said he doesn't have strong ties in Louisiana anymore. Why hire him? That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, he he is a coach with a pedigree that how many could we count the guys on one hand who have the same coaching pedigree? As Les Miles? He's definitely a talented dude, and he's very smart. Right. And, and and it's one of those things where, you know, you sit there and you can go, oh, well, he's been out of the game for this long, for two years now, because LSU let him go in 2016. Right. You can say he's been out of the game for two years. He hasn't been recruiting. He doesn't know what's going on. I have a hard time believing that a guy like that just stops being informed on what's going on in the college football world and just stops being up to date on recruits and stops being up to date on information. Yeah, especially since he's been working for uh, Fox, right, as an analyst? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he... It's not like he just left college football for a few years. Like, he's still been involved in some way. Right, And, and even if he doesn't have the, like, greatest idea of what's going on on the recruiting trail right now... Mm-hmm. And everything that's happening in that space, I like. I have a hard time believing he won't just be able to jump right back into it. Yeah, and I would still take him over anyone else at right. this point. It, it's it, not like that. For me, that's not like, oh, well, you know, he's incredible. But if he doesn't recruit as well as we'd like... No, I'm not going to say that. I still think he's the best guy for the job. Absolutely. He's 100% the best guy for the job. and And that is because... Who else is out there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair, too. Like, and not that we couldn't get a, 
you know, another good coach for the team. But who else is out there at his level? Right. Who else is out there that you can say, oh, he has two national championships? Because mm-hmm. he had one at Michigan when he was working there and then one at LSU. Right. Who can, who, what other coach can we say was in the SEC in the, which is a super easy conference. Super easy conference. Not challenging <laughs> not at all. Not competitive. Not <laughs> even a little. Who who else can we say, though, was in the SEC and, you know, had 11 straight bowl seasons. Yeah, won seven of them. That's incredible. And, and never won below eight games in those years. Like, that is... that. He really is. He's a next level guy. And right. I saw an article today that was, you know, one argument for Les Miles at KU and one argument against. But... <laughs> the argument arguments against that I've seen, like you said, seem pretty feeble. Right. And and I think a lot of people come back to age. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, he's too old. Okay, well That's some bullshit. <laughs> he he's sixty four. Yeah. And I love the quote from Jeff Long where he said age is uh oh he said age is only what you feel. Or something something yeah. along those lines where age is only what you feel. Of course it is, Jeff. <laughs> you know, Les Miles is 64 years old, mm-hmm. a vegan, <laughs> and in the best shape of his life. It, he is, uh, he's ready. Mm-hmm. And he is, I, I think he wants to come back. Yeah. And, and I think he wants to come back in a big way to where he can make an impact at this program and show people, yeah, like, I'm a great coach. You, can you imagine if he comes to Kansas and we win eight games? I mean, that would be amazing. It, eight Lawrence games. would lose its shit. We win eight games. We're, we're not in line for like the Tax Slayer, GoDaddy, AutoZone, brought to you by <laughs> Squarespace, Liberty Bowl, or whatever. <laughs> like We're in line for a decent bowl. We might play in the Outback Bowl. Yeah. That could be cool. I'd take that. I would take the Outback Especially Bowl. Especially after the last few years we've been dealing with absolutely if we if he comes to lawrence and this team won eight games people would lose their minds yeah and that is just that's just true yeah and and you know i'm not expecting less to come to kansas and for us to be national title contenders that just that takes a lot yeah, more that's work a little unrealistic right maybe. that's a little unrealistic <laughs> to go from oh this team you know three-win season, next year national championship contenders. <laughs> no, it's not happening. Could you imagine, though? Like, just take a second and imagine that. I, I'm i trying <laughs> not to because I, that would get my hopes up way too high. Yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. And it's we're, we're talking ridiculous about question. something, bear in mind, that hasn't even been solidified yet. I know. We don't know if this is going to happen. Oh, my God, I want it to happen so bad. I do, too. I want less miles at Kansas. Yeah. Because I I think this this team this, this conference and college football. College football in general is more fun when less miles is involved. And I'll stand by that. When the Mad Hatter is around, it is just more fun. <laughs> right. If he came to Kansas and makes Kansas a competitive team, has them pushing you know, other teams in the Big 12, has them competing for Big 12 titles, things like that down the line. Mm-hmm. That is that is remarkable. Because yeah. now, I mean, 
for Kansas fans, you have a team that is now um, successful in football and in basketball. Yeah. And you have a year-round success in sports. I mean, 2008 was probably one of the greatest years in recent history to be a Kansas Jayhawks fan. Because yeah. Orange Bowl, National Championship, it does not get better than that. No, it does not. If we could go back to at least winning in football and having the outstanding basketball program that we do, I mean, there's no better time to be a Jayhawk. No, and... and- here's an argument that I want to dissect a little bit Mm -hmm. that I kept hearing was, Oh, but we're already investing so much money, like we're asking for so much money for this new stadium. And we're asking for so much money for this new, we're putting a ton of money in the practice facility. Yeah. Like they're not willing to give it out. (laughs) Right. And we're building this new volleyball stadium, which sidebar that volleyball team, they deserve it. Oh, yeah, they do. A hundred percent. They are way too good to be yeah. playing in what is a high school gym. Yeah. But that was just and a quick sidebar. And as someone who has... A, my younger sister actually just signed with Pitt State today. And, uh, oh, congratulations to her. Yeah, I didn't know that was today. Personally. Yeah. Um, but for someone who sees the work that even just a high school athlete... Like, yes, she's signed. She hasn't played at the college level yet, obviously. But... For someone who's put in so much work and their team gets so little recognition, and that's just true everywhere. It's true of volleyball, I feel like, everywhere. And especially at Kansas, we have a pretty outstanding team. And they put in so much work and they don't get the recognition. So to see them finally... Well, I mean, this is a team that's gone to a Final Four in the past couple of years. No, that's what I'm saying. And, you know, it's making the NCAA tournament and competing Mm -hmm. with schools who we could argue, like, have better resources for their volleyball teams or something like that. Yeah. So to see them get this recognition that they deserve just makes me really, really happy. Oh, me too. And, but... Sorry. Nope. I am in full support (laughs) of that. But uh, we're talking about, you know, they're investing this much money in their volleyball team stadium, and then they're building some new stuff for the baseball stadium, and they're making improvements around campus. Okay. Here's the deal with that. I understand that they're spending a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I get it. We all get it. The numbers are constantly thrown out there. <laughs> oh, three hundred million for a new stadium, twelve million for the volleyball stadium or football stadium. Uh, it's three hundred million for the football stadium, twelve million for the volleyball stadium, and like ten million for baseball. Yeah, or whatever. I get it. Yeah, it's but a lot of money. Honestly, you don't hire the second most expensive athletic director in the entire Big Twelve. Oklahoma's, I think, is the only one who's paid more. To not make home run hires. Yeah. And Les Miles would be a home run hire. Les Miles is a home run <laughs> hire. You you bring in a guy like that because you want success. Because you're saying to yourself and you're saying to your fans, we are making the investment. Yeah. Investing in a coach like this is only more encouragement in my mind for the boosters to be like, yeah, we'll donate to the new stadium. Yeah. We'll donate to the vol- uh, to this, uh, I don't know what it's called. It's called Rise the Chant or something like that. Or I Some, there's, <laughs> I don't know what the money, the fundraising campaign is called Rise something. Okay. But you are sending a message saying we are taking this seriously. Because if you're going out, if I'm going out and I'm asking my boosters to chip in more money, to spend more, like to 
give back to this university. Hey, like help us build this brand new football stadium. But then I go out and no disrespect to him, but I go out and I hire another David Beatty. Yeah. That's not something to get excited about. Yeah. No, I think that's completely fair to say. If you're asking your donors to invest money, you need to show them that you're serious about their investments. Right. Otherwise, why are they putting in the effort? No, of course. They need to know that their money is being put to good use. For sure. And they need to know, like, they need to see it. Mm -hmm. If they don't see it, if I don't see it as an investor, it's not happening. Right. You know, you are struggling with that, Mike. (laughs) I'm really struggling here. You're... (laughs) What is going on with it? Okay, so the mic cannot hold its own weight. So I am holding up the mic, and it's a lot heavier than you would think that it is. Is it really? It's it's pretty heavy. After a while, I mean... Yeah, no, I understand. Arms at a weird angle. <laughs> <laughs> arms at a weird angle. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not... Oh, it's not great. We're good. We're getting through it. Wow. We might have to, like, switch seats. No, I'm fine. Do I see sweat, like, coming down <laughs> from your forehead right now? Um, that's really funny. But, um, like I was saying, you don't make these kind of investments to not go out and... Hire the best person for the job. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. You can't skimp. Yeah. Because if you skimp here, you screw yourself. Because... If I'm a donor, if you're a donor, I'm not spending money on yeah, it. Yeah, no chance. If like you hire some guy who I'm like, who is this? If I don't know him and I like don't see the like and I know that sounds narrow minded, but even I saw a report Kansas is looking at Alabama's quarterback coach. I'm not necessarily excited about that. Really? Because I, I sit there and I go, Okay, yeah, you were on the Saban coaching tree. Cool. But you were the quarterback coach. You weren't the head coach. You didn't have to call plays. And yeah, you probably did a good job in working with quarterbacks. But here's my thing. The quarterbacks at Alabama, Tua and Jalen Hurts, are going to be just as successful if he's there or if he's not there. Sure. And that's it. You know, that is, that's just... That's how I see it. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, no, uh, I do agree. I think that when you first said that, I did get excited because I think it would be pretty sick to have somebody from Alabama come here. Um, but I agree that it wouldn't it wouldn't be as good of a hire as Les Miles. Right. And it's one of those things. You hear Alabama and your just natural instinct is, okay, that's exciting. Yeah. Because it's Bama. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that, like, he's a good hire or a good fit or you know that it's a good idea yeah no i totally agree so that that's my whole issue with it um with coaches like this and with high profile hires like this or trades or acquisitions of any kind that means it's flight tracker season happens during nba free agency that's my favorite thing during nba free agencies when people like um LeBron just enrolled his kids in a private school in Los Angeles. <laughs> Coincidence? And you're like, probably, but it winds up not being. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was on Twitter today, and there was a Kansas Jayhawks fan account that tweeted Love out. Those. Right, they're the best. Yeah. They're so fun. Um, 
who tweeted out that there was a private plane going from Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. Louisiana, to Lawrence. <laughs> what an oddly specific flight path, might I, I say. I love that. I do, too. And I am way too excited about it. Yeah. Way too. There is... I should How do be... people get this information? That's a great question. Do I even want to ask? I'm not going to ask that question. Never mind. It's got to be a website. I mean, I like the screenshot, it looked like a website okay. to me. Um, but I mean, I it, it wouldn't ever cross my mind to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I can go track that flight. Like, <laughs> I can go search for f- private yeah. planes. Um, but, I think yeah. you also are a busy person. That's and I true. I think the people tracking these flights probably have a lot of time on their hands. But I respect the craft. Oh, I, for sure. A hundred percent. They might Where have a little more time, <laughs> but I'm like, when I'm, I'm sitting doing something and a notification pops on my screen that's like this many friends like this photo. And I'm like, okay, I'll go check out what's going on. Yeah. And I hop on Twitter and it's like, oh, a flight from Baton Rouge to Lawrence. Wonder who that could be. Yeah. And I see another tweet that's like Kansas and the less my, the Kansas camp and the less miles camp have been in talks. Right. I'm just like, yes, it's happening. Yeah. You know, I, f- I saw that same tweet, I think, and uh, the comments below it were just hilarious reaction gifts of the Michael Scott from The Office going, oh, my God, it's happening. Yeah. Which is one of the best ones. I think that's what um, I think that is the first thing that I sent you. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, when this was all going down was the Michael Scott. Oh, my God, it's happening. Yeah. Don't panic because <laughs> or uh stay calm stay calm stay yeah. fuck stay fucking <laughs> calm <laughs> that is such a good scene yeah um but it was true because in my mind i'm like oh no i'm way too excited i right. am way too amped for this to be happening uh, or i think I'm- everyone was when i saw it i think you're the one who sent me that tweet mm-hmm. but when i saw that i freaked out a little bit yeah I think half our conversation, I don't think we talk to each other anymore. I think we just send each other (laughs) tweets back and forth about sports stuff. Like, do you see this today? Yeah. Oh, hey, we should talk about this next time. Yeah. Like that uh, dad who... uh, Jesus Christ. No, I love it. I hate it. I won't hear any slander about that. That's awful. That is a move. You can't do... Okay. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about... Let's hear it. um, There's a video that's been going viral, and... It's basically a little kid's soccer game. I'm assuming it's a mom on the sidelines recording. And the little kid who's a goalie is just sort of like messing around. And he's I think he's trying to talk to his dad on the sidelines. And the dad is right next to him. And he's trying to get him to pay attention to what's happening in the game. And the kid's not really having it. And it's like an eight-second long video. And so then a kid from the other team shoots. And the dad shoves his kid in front of the ball to yeah. block it. And then... This a second later, uh, the guy scores, but and you see the dad throw his hands in the air and walk off. Hey, are you your, joking? Keep your head on a swivel, kid. Come on. Like, How old do you think those kids were? Oh no, they weren't very old. Like they were pretty young. He, he's six, seven. Yeah, I mean, I'd say seven or eight would be my guess. Okay, that's... marginal at that point though. Um, Still, that's way too young to throw your kid in front of a <laughs> goddamn soccer ball. At that small of a game. That's ridiculous. Okay. People were like, oh, let's give this guy dad of the year. No. Yeah. Give him dad of the year. Fuck that guy. 
I no, I think you are over exaggerating him being thrown. He He was pushed. He was pushed. Yeah. And he fell and he made the save. And then he was scored on. Yeah. Well that was his defender's fault. They need to pick up <laughs> pick up the pace, get the rebound and clear it out. No, I I think this is this is an awesome move by this dad. No, it was excessive. It's so funny. Okay, imagine being that kid. Yeah. That I'm just saying for a second. Just imagine being but, that kid and being in having a dad who's that competitive and living in that atmosphere can't be fun. <laughs> That's all I mean, I'm saying. I I I'm very of the opinion that, you know, first, here's one thing. We don't know if this was this kid's dad. I'm we're assuming yeah. It probably was. I think it's very likely. It's very... Because I, the coach would be in another part of the stadium, or another part of the... Stadium, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Eight-year-olds playing in these sold-out <laughs> sold out stadiums. Um, On, of the field. And, I mean, who else is it going to be? Some random guy who walks over? Like, you just have this fanatic chilling in the park. Yeah. Who's unrelated to the kids. Big fan. We should probably check it out. Maybe call the cops. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's alert the authorities. Yeah. No, I I didn't take an issue with it. I was like I if it had it been something that was like really harmful, I don't think it was harmful. I've seen much worse from parents or sure. anything like that. Like a baseball parent beaning their kid with a ball. Like stand in the box. You gotta get used to standing in the box and they just start throwing balls no. at him. That's psychotic. This kid like that ball was not coming that hard. This kid's dad going, oh, shit, you got to pay attention and, like, shove the it. The only thing I will say is if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge ball. Oh, That's God. all I'm saying. <laughs> no, but even saying, okay, first of all, why were you at that part of the field? Why were you right next to your kid? I agree with as that. As a goalie. You, as a parent, I back agree with the that. hell up. You don't need to be shoving your competitive spirit down your kid's throat. It's it. I just it looked excessive to me. Okay, well, we'll agree to disagree. That's fine. I I didn't necessarily think of it in that way, but you know, different trains of thought on things like that. Yeah. Um. Outside of that, um, we'll come back to college football in a second. Mm-hmm. But college basketball season tipped off. Oh yeah. With the Champions Classic, which was the weirdest game, and which one? Okay, Uh, Duke, Kentucky Mm -hmm. was so unexpected to me. Was it? Yeah, well, I I thought Duke was going to win, but I didn't think by that much. Yeah. I guess, okay, I guess unexpected in the context of how much they won by. Yeah. I I think, I was, Duke makes me really nervous now. Yeah. Duke, uh, they're freshmen, outscored, they're four freshmen and outscored Kentucky's entire team. So Zion, RJ Barrett, uh, the and the other two. I don't remember <laughs> what the other two. Well, I also think um, it's uh, it's important to note media coverage of Zion at the moment. Yeah, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, but I I think therefore their four freshmen scored eighty nine points. Duke scored or Kentucky scored eighty four. Right. Uh, Duke beat them by what forty. 30 something, 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 40 something. An insane margin. It was large. It was a very high scoring game. Um, I think Duke is a lot better than we gave them credit for. Yeah. 
I uh, think they're a lot better than everyone gave them credit for. Uh, but here's my thing also. They shot phenomenally well. Sure. Zion missed two shots the whole game. Yeah. You know, a lot of their guys were in very similar boats. I don't know that you can like pull that one set of data and be like, okay, yep, they're going to do that every single game. Right. I think that's unrealistic expectations. But I think that if you're a Duke fan, <laughs> you're pretty excited about the season. Oh, if you're a Duke <laughs> fan, you lo- you looked at that game and you went, all right, we can beat anyone. And I, I think that's fair. Fully, yeah. I, I completely agree. Yeah, I don't see how you watch that game and don't think that. I, if no. everything stayed the same. I think they could beat anyone if there were no injuries. If all, there were all else held like equal, yeah, they can absolutely beat anybody that is thrown their way. Yeah, and and that's just true. Yeah, it, there's no other way not, to put it. It's, it's just not true. slander at other teams. It's not me saying like you know Kentucky's a weak team. I think Kentucky's a very good team this year. Yeah, I just think Duke looked that much more athletic. Yeah, and, and I think you know Kansas is the number one team in the country right now. Mm-hmm. Love that. I don't think they'll be number one for much longer. I hate that, but I agree with that. <laughs> right. I, but it, it's like, we they beat Michigan State. Is Duke number two? No, Duke was number five, That's I want to say. shocking. I want to say, I'm going to pull up the rankings here okay. real quick. Um, but Kansas is number one. I don't think they'll stay number one. I think Duke is going to slide into that position. Being that Kentucky dominant. Kentucky was number two. Yeah, Kentucky was two. Um, huh. And so it's like, I think it'll be Duke one, Kansas two, until proven otherwise. Yeah, and I don't and think as a Kansas fan. Yeah, as a Kansas fan, I don't think I can bitch about that. After watching the Duke game, the Duke-Kentucky game, I don't think you can complain about that at all. Right, no. And so it was AP Top 25, preseason AP Top 25, Kansas 1, Kentucky 2, Gonzaga 3, Duke 4, Virginia 5, Tennessee 6, and then keeps going from there. On down. Duke will slide into that one spot soon here. Kansas will slide to 2. Kentucky, I don't know where they'll fall to. Yeah. I think uh, three is a good spot for them. I mean, I think that that makes sense. Because I think that they probably looked worse than they were against Duke. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think they'll drop further for that reason. Yeah, but I think that three would be fair. I understand yeah. why they would drop, but I just would happen to disagree with that. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, yeah, it, I don't know. It's tough. Because it's so early in the season, we haven't seen that much basketball. We've seen them play exhibition teams, but it's like, <laughs> that doesn't matter. Yeah, because that gives you unrealistically high expectations. And I feel like for Kentucky, you probably saw both ends of the spectrum with that. If you see an exhibition game, that's going to make you think your team's incredible. Right. And if you see them play Duke and lose by 30, 40, however, however much they lost, that's going to make you think that they're a lot worse than they are. I don't even... See, but that's where I disagree with you, because I don't know if I'm a Kentucky fan and I look at that, I'm going, oh, we're, you know, we're not as good as I thought we were. I think if I'm a Kentucky fan and I look at, take that game mm-hmm. and compare it to, because they played phenomenally in the Bahamas this summer. Yeah. Um, 
and I take that game and I compare it to everything else that I've seen, I'm more inclined to go, okay, yeah, we're probably just as good as I thought we were. But that compared to how good they are is we're not in the same league. Okay. And I think that's more towards, you know, where my mind leans with those kind of things. Yeah, and I understand that. I just feel like I'm more of an emotional sports fan right off the bat, and then I go logical with it. But I think that if I had been a Kentucky fan and watched that game, I would have my first thought would have been like, oh, crap. Like, we're not where I thought we were. But then I understand logically going back and thinking, okay, no, Duke is really good. Mm-hmm. I, I see this. I could 100% see this being the season where Duke makes a huge long run. Sure. You know, and they look very good or pull it. Uh, Kentucky a few years ago. Almost that. had a perfect season. Yeah. Almost had the perfect season. I could see Duke doing some shit like that and yeah. then losing. I would hate every second of it. Oh, me too. I it would become ESPN is so insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to stuff like Trey Young, Zion Williams, I can't The media coverage over Zion has oh, become a meme on Twitter because it's, exhausting. it's so ridiculous. It's it, like he's breathing and you got your announcers who are like, "Is there anyone else on the planet who does that?" Yeah. They're like, oh my God, is there another man out there that is 6'7 and 285? <laughs> Probably a few. Yeah. Or like my favorite, the segment right before the Kentucky game was, let's compare Zion to all these other athletes of his stature or similar. Jesus. And they like pull these like random, at- and I, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not impressed by his athletic ability. No, of course not, because it is truly insane. Right. No man who's... No person who's 285 should have a, what, 44-inch, 45-inch vertical? Yeah. No, he's an incredible athlete, and I don't think anything we're saying is knocking that at all. No, I don't either. But I am sick of just seeing all the ESPN, you know. Just, I mean, seriously. They did the same thing with Trey Young. Yeah. When Trey Young was at Oklahoma, it was insufferable. Yeah, it's the most frustrating thing to see. Yeah. Because it was like a college basketball, all this happened. Oklahoma lost, but <laughs> Trey Young hit a half-court shot that we're going to show 18 replays of. So And will be number one on top 10. Right, of course, because, sure. He yeah. shot from the logo, everyone. He's a god. <laughs> no, I'm. it's going to be... It's going to be a long year of Zion crap from ESPN. For sure. And... Another reason why I kind of don't like that, you know, the other guys on his team are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And the... It's not like he's alone out there. Yeah. I. It's like um, RJ Barrett, I think. He was mm-hmm. ranked above Zion in the ESPN 300... Surprising. ...class rankings. And a lot of people think he's a better player. Mm-hmm. But Zion is going to get a lot more attention. Yeah, sure. Because people like... An exciting player. And people like to speculate and say, is this guy the next LeBron James? You know what I mean? Is that true? I don't know. Maybe. I'm not going to sit here and say that I can predict the future. Right. But I think that that's where everyone wants the story to be. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. As a journalist, I understand that. I understand going with a story that's going to draw the most eyes. Sure. And and I... (laughs) 
I get why people are attracted to it. I'm just tired of the ESPN, you know, jerking off of Zion Williamson, <laughs> yeah, to much. say the least. I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, thank God we label this as explicit on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, that's probably good. <laughs> probably a good idea. Probably for the best. Um, but on that note, on please that leave note, us a review. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's transition back to college football. Okay, sounds good. Rankings came out. The first thing oh. I did when I got this update uh, was text you. <laughs> I know. So um, what is happening? Alabama Clemson one two. Mm-hmm. Big shock. Yeah. Nobody you know. thought that was going to happen. Yeah. Who cares? Um, Michigan Notre Dame are three and four. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Both won. Notre Dame's undefeated. Michigan has one loss. It's two Notre Dame. So, sure, makes yeah. sense. I thought. I honestly thought that. They might screw Michigan just because. Thank you. Thank you for pointing out every mistake. Um, I thought that Michigan might get screwed on this, and I was a little bit concerned about that. So I was really happy to see that they weren't, and that I think that four is a fair spot for them. Sure. Uh, And I think it's going to take Notre Dame losing for them to be bumped up above that. Yeah. But what I find interesting is the fact that. Alabama, at a minimum, for every single team that could realistically make the playoffs, which let's say Georgia could do it <coughs> by some, some some wild string of wins and losses. Yeah. Oklahoma, eh, maybe. Probably not. LSU's a no. Washington State, probably not. Ohio State, maybe. West Virginia, probably not. Regardless of that, Alabama is favored by every single one of those teams, except for Clemson, by a minimum of 14 points. Yeah, that's not shocking. They're only favored to beat Clemson by three. and that's that, be- Honestly, I think that's a good estimate <sighs> for that game. I wouldn't expect it to be a blowout. No, and I don't, I don't, I think Clemson's proven that they're, talented enough to beat Alabama. Yeah. Obviously. If um, things go well on any given day, Clemson could beat any team. Sure. And and they're doing exactly what they should have been doing in their ACC schedule, which is just clobbering teams. Um, and they're doing a great job of that. Average margin of victory over the last four games, like 51 points. Yeah. Stupid numbers. Who? I can't think of anybody else who's beating teams by... 51 points in conference play right now. And the ACC, I think, is weak. But uh, it just it says a lot about the talent that Clemson has. No, definitely. The team that in the top four outside of Clemson that has the quote-unquote best chance of beating them is Michigan. Mm-hmm. And that's only because of their defense. That's the only reason Alabama's only favored by two touchdowns. I would be very surprised if Michigan were to beat Clemson. Clemson or Bama? Clemson. Both. Both. Yeah, yeah, both. I I agree. I think I I, th- I think this is another year we're going to have a Clemson Alabama National Championship game. Yeah. And I, I think I that's don't, safe to say. I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's anything really outside of exactly what we all expected coming into the season. Yeah. However, my dream championship <laughs> Would be for Michigan and Notre Dame to both win out 
mm-hmm. both make it into the playoff, and then have both of them play each other and win their first round games, which would at this point be against Clemson or Bama. Yeah. And then play each other for the national championship. That's a dream. Could you? That would be that would be crazy. I mean, I think that would be the most shocking thing to happen to college football for sure this year. Yeah. If but, both Clemson and Bama didn't make it to the national championship yeah. game? Yeah. No, absolutely. And, you know, I think it's really funny. Like, I don't even check the AP top five anymore. Like, it, Or I don't even check, like, the votes, I should say, anymore. Like, yeah. the distribution. Because I sort of know Alabama's unanimous. Duh. Sure. Um, but back to what I was saying, that would be... That would be a dream game. I can't imagine sitting there. One, the level of stress. Two, the <laughs> the excitement from, at this point, Michigan would have to be Alabama to make it to that game. From what you have told me about yourself during Michigan football games. Stressful. If this happens, I mean, I need to see it. Yeah. I just do. That'll be a spectacle. <laughs> I mean, it's really like, it is uncontrollable stress. Yeah. Which makes sense because you're a Michigan fan, obviously, and a lifelong Michigan fan. And for a school that's had pretty good amount of success recently, to recently. have yeah. to get over the hump, yeah, and to have a huge, high-profile game like that, that would be pretty incredible. Yeah, and I think for me, it's more like getting over the hump for them. Mm-hmm. You know, finishing above third in the conference winning the conference, going to the playoff, I think that shuts a lot of people up about Harbaugh and Michigan and, oh, well, maybe they should part ways with Harbaugh, things like that. No, I love him. Yeah, we all do. We love you. This podcast is a big supporter <laughs> of Jim Harbaugh and everything he does. Yeah, I absolutely. think he's fantastic. He is, his antics, if we want to call him antics, I mean. Fair word for it. Might be weird. Sure. But it works. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're getting results. Does he win games? Yeah. I don't think any Michigan fan should complain about his quote-unquote antics. No. I, I And I don't think it's Michigan fans that are, for the most part. I, I think, think some do, though. I, yeah, and but that's with every fan pace. I think the majority of Michigan fans really like Harbaugh. As they should. And I think if you take any Michigan fan and you talk about Harbaugh and look... At where they were a little while ago uh-huh. under Brady Hoke or Rich Rodriguez. I think they get a little bit like, okay, doesn't matter. Like, we're in a lot better position than where we were with right. those two because that was a joke when Rich Rod and Brady Hoke were the coaches. Sure. Like, that team was, those teams were laughable mm-hmm. at points. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think this would shut up a lot of people. The only thing I can't stand about the new rankings, um, in the playoff rankings and in the AP rankings, ACC teams, I think, are way overranked. Yeah. And and uh, I think it's Joel Klatt was on Colin Coward's show, and he was talking about you know how they do it and like this metric and the structure that they have for it. And he said ACC teams are ranked, on average, 13 spots higher than this computer, like basically sure. this calculation of their strength and as a team and stuff like that, dictates they should be. 
So that's insane. <laughs> Thirteen spots higher. Yeah. Thirteen. Wow. So you're you're not talking about like a small. No, not at overestimate all. of a team strength. You're talking about just a ridiculous overestimate. And yeah. I, I don't I don't know why that's happening. I don't know what's going on. I'm obviously you and I don't sit on like put in votes for the Associated Press. I wish press. that'd be cool. <laughs> um, and we don't sit on the college football ranking committee. Like just not things that we are doing or probably will do. Probably. But, Probably. Probably. We're going to keep the door open. We're going to de- keep the door cracked because I think it would be very fun to get to do things like that. But Yeah, it'd be incredible. That's me selfishly thinking about it. Of course. Um, but 13 spots on average? That's, that's excessive. It just is. And that's the average. That means there are outliers <laughs> of teams that are wank- wanked. This is what happens. This episode when you... is brought to you by sleep deprivation. <laughs> this is what happens when you do an episode in one take. Yeah. It is really hard. Yeah. Uh, not being able let's vent about that. Okay. Yeah, let's complain for a little bit. Let's complain. This will for... be our break. It's yeah. just bitching about <laughs> our very minimal problems. Doing it in one take. I We're gonna come back to college football in a second. Yeah. But I did not realize how difficult it was gonna be. No, because normally we would have taken at least two breaks by now. For, oh, for sure. Because it's been almost an hour, right? Right. What time are we at? Uh, it's 46 minutes. Okay, yeah. So we would have taken at least two. Yeah. And so it's like, I, I was thinking, you know, um, I was thinking just we are going to come in and just talk about things the way we normally talk about them it's no big deal easy done <laughs> what i didn't easy. think about was the fact that when we record these shows we do a segment uh-huh. we talk like we would have talked about less miles at the beginning in kansas mm-hmm. and rattle off a couple more things then we take a break and during that break you and i <laughs> sit there and regroup and make sure we're organized for everything that we're about to talk about yeah do a little bit more research and get right. our shit together. Or just honestly not even necessarily research, just making sure like, okay, like this is what the direction we're heading with this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know what my points are going to be. I know what your points are going to be. And then and I then can we, sort of in my head go, okay, this is what I'm going to say to this argument. Things like that. And then we wind up springboarding shit onto each other out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's what makes it interesting, right? I feel like I do that to you more than you do it to me, unfortunately, but... Yeah, it keeps it interesting. Yeah, but that is, I'm so sorry if this sounds horrible. I, like I said, we're on makeshift equipment and trying our best. Yeah. Um, but in doing this in one take, it has been quite the challenge. It's it's weird because you wouldn't expect it to be a challenge. No. You would expect us to be able to go through this like it's no big deal, but it really does make a difference. Yeah, and we want it to be coherent for you guys and want it to sound good for you guys when you are listening. We don't want it to be like a rambling waste of time, even though I'm sure half the time it is. is. (laughs) Um, But, you know, we want it to be, you know, quality material. So it's just as frustrating for us, I'm sure, as it is for you, if not more, listening to it. Honestly. Um, But that being said. I'm not going to be able to listen to this one again. Most of the time I'll listen to our shows back just to sort of like think of things that I can do better, etc. But... I don't think I'm probably going to listen to this one. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, I, I will for sure, just because I'm going to like take notes and do that, but we'll see. All right. Well, just be the overachiever. It's fine. Of course. (laughs) Naturally. Um, that's actually the complete opposite of our personalities <laughs> in real life. Yeah, considering um, you're the guy who will come up to me and be like, yeah, I have a speech next class, haven't prepared. Yeah. And I get anxiety from even hearing that statement. Why would you prepare when you can just wing it? Because that's scary. I should get that on a t-shirt. Why prepare when you can just <laughs> wing it? Um, but yeah, Notre Dame schedule coming up, hopping back into college football rankings. Good call. Yep. Um <laughs> Their schedule coming up, they have Florida State next. That's a win. Syracuse, that should be a win. And USC, which also should be a win. Um, I think, you know, I I think they have every opportunity to win out this season. But I also think if they lose one of these games, if they don't go undefeated, they're not making it in the playoff. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't think the strength of schedule is necessarily there. Outside of, you know, having played Michigan earlier in the year. Um, and they have some good games on their schedule. Like Virginia Tech is a pretty decent game. And uh, Stanford, I would I would say, and Northwestern as well. Um, but still, I think one loss and they're out. Michigan has uh, Rutgers this Saturday. They have Indiana uh, Saturday after that. And then they have Ohio State. And then if they win out, in theory, or they should be in the Big Ten championship game. Yeah. Um, and they'll probably have uh, Northwestern or Wisconsin, one of the two. So it's going to be an interesting closing couple weeks. I think the top two are locked in. That's who's going to be in the playoff. Yeah. Um, I think it's that 3-4 spot that we have any doubt on. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. But who do you it's think? It's going to be... Who do I think? We'll, I think uh, slip out if anybody. I think top four stays the same. Really? Yeah. Okay. At least that for me is an ideal situation because I think those are the best four teams. Sure. I don't think, I don't think that you can count any of those guys out. It's okay. This is gonna be a weird comparison, but it's like, you know, when you're watching like an award show, like the Oscars, the Emmy, something like that, and people are complaining that X, Y, or Z didn't get nominated. But uh-huh. it's like you look at the category and you're like, well, who would you take out of this? Like, who would you say of these four doesn't deserve to be nominated? That's how I look at the top 10 rankings and the top four for college football. Mm-hmm. Because people are saying, oh, well, uh, this team is getting snubbed. But who of those top four would you say wouldn't be getting snubbed? Who would you say doesn't deserve to be in those spots? It's such a competitive game. Mm-hmm. And especially college football is just so shockingly competitive. I don't think that you can make... A very good argument to say that any of those teams should be taken out. Yeah, I think, and you know, I heard some people talk bagging on Michigan because they have one loss to Notre Dame at the beginning of the year. <laughs> but it's Notre Dame; they're but ranked it, third. <laughs> it's yeah, it's also it's Notre Dame, and I also think that was a worse Michigan team than we have now. Oh yeah, I think the team has made some huge improvements. Right, I think that was a team that was it was very obvious that stuff was new that Shea Patterson was new. He hadn't been at Michigan, you know, that long. Um, And I think there was an adjustment period. I think they're a very different team, a lot better than they were. Like I keep saying, I would be so intrigued to see them play again this year. Yeah. That would be, that's a dream come true to see those two teams square off again because it's great rivalry. And it would be a completely different game. Completely. Um, 
and yeah, I think that it's just, you know, it's going to be an interesting end to the year. I think all four teams that are up there right now deserve to be up there. Yeah. And there's no doubt in my mind about that. Yeah. Agreed. But, um, yeah. This has been... It's going to be shorter. It's just too tiring to yeah. go in one take. So sorry, <laughs> folks. No, this is going to be a shorter I, episode. This, is, this has been an interesting experience getting to do this. Yeah. In one take, trying to, you know, not take a break or anything like that. We lived. We learned. We've experienced. And <laughs> we'll have our equipment back and yeah. everything next episode. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully. They said they'd have it fixed by Monday, so we'll be good. <sighs> I hope so. <laughs> I I really hope so. I don't yeah, want to put fingers crossed. I don't want to put anybody through this again. Yeah, we're but, so sorry. But thank you for listening. Thank you for listening again. Follow us on Twitter at Easy Sports Pod. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes, only if you like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't leave us any negative reviews, please. But um, seriously, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, we appreciate it. This was like we said, live and learn. But uh, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Hope this was. I hope this is the last time we have to do <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, I really hope this is the last time. Um, but yeah, again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye.